What's up, military millionaires? I'm your host, David Perret. Today we have a really, really exciting episode with Michael Mazzella. This guy was special forces, got out of the army, stayed out here in Hawaii. He's done over 240 fix and flip properties here in Hawaii, not even including his passive income deals back in the mainland. And this guy won't flip a house unless he's making six figures. So you do the math. He's amazing. He was also a rich dad coach at one point. He runs the Honolulu mentorship program out here. I, I mean, the guy's legendary. So the wisdom he spits in here is great. You got to check it out. Stay through all the way to the end because, I mean, it is just packed full of information. If this is your first time listening. Thanks for joining the community. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment. Show notes are found at FromMilitaryMillionaire.com slash podcast. Now relax and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's David from Military to Millionaire. We have a really exciting episode today. I'm here with Michael Mazzella who was an Army Ranger, Army Infantry Officer, did a lot of fun stuff in the Army. He's going to tell us a little bit about. But the way that I know Michael is that he is one of, if not the biggest house flipper on the island of Oahu. Like, everybody knows this guy's name because he is out there just crushing it. And not only is he a big house flipper, he also runs my favorite real estate-related event on the island, the Mastermind event. And then he also runs a mentorship and a training program that uh, my – my friend Jin that you're always seeing on my videos has gone through and is it's just awesome. So I'm super excited to be able to do this. Michael, welcome aboard. Aloha, David, and thanks a lot for having me. I'm proud to be here on uh, From Military to Millionaire. I think it's a great concept. I'm glad you're doing this, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I've lived in Hawaii for, what, uh, 29 years? Uh, as of this year, uh, when I came here, I was in the military. Uh, this was my, my last assignment was at Schofield Barracks. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I've been out for about 20 years now. So, uh, you know, I haven't been recently in the military. But, uh, you know, as a very young man, you know, a lot of who I am today was because of my, you know, my time in the military. So I'm, you know, uh, very proud of my service. I have a lot of respect you know, for you, David and Jin and all of the guys who are, you know, who are still serving. I think it's, uh, it's not an easy, you know, thing to do with all the deployments that are happening. So uh, thank you guys for your service. And like I said, I'm, I'm proud to be able to contribute something to your, you know, to your audience. I hope they can learn a lot. Uh, I've been flipping houses or really investing in, in real estate for, this is year 17. Uh, I've been doing this for 17 years. Um, I've got, um, I'm, I'm right around, just right between a little over 240 deals uh, under my belt. Most of them are, you know, right here in on Oahu. But uh, I've also bought a bunch of houses on the U.S. mainland uh, over the years, too, you know, to get some passive income. Going. So I, I love what I do. I think it's a, a privilege to, you know, of all of the, the jobs in the world, uh, I think I'm doing what's just about, you know, number one or two. If you, you can't be a rock star, uh, you know, be a house flipper. And of all the places to do that, 
I can't think of any better place than, you know, be the most beautiful place on the planet, you know, right here in Hawaii. So here, here I am loving it. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And uh, I mean, the, the market here in Hawaii is just so unique, but it's really cool because you can go, I mean, anywhere in the island and you're either on a beach overlooking a beach or you've got the most awesome view of the mountains and it's, yeah. there's nothing bad here. Um, right. In fact, we were just talking, uh, the house that you flipped recently in my neck of the woods, I got to see it and the view from that overlooking all of Kailua was just breathtaking. So, mm. yeah, it's a, you know, there are little sub markets and, you know, of all the different neighborhoods. And, uh, yeah, that was a, a beautiful house. It was one of the, uh, yeah, that way we built that one from the ground up. Uh, so it wasn't a flip, it was a mini development, and which is a whole different thing than, than flipping a house. Development yeah. is a lot more complicated. There are a lot more hoops you have to jump through. Uh, it's not something that I recommend for, for beginners, although it's, uh, you know, talking about becoming a millionaire, you could literally do that in a single development project. You know, so in real estate is just an amazing, you know, way to, you know, to accomplish that, that mission, to go from military to millionaire. It is. You know? I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Michael, would you mind walking us through one of your uh, one of your deals, one of your better ones, or one of your crazier ones, whatever? Uh, yeah, gee, there's so many of them that are crazy. Right now, I've got uh, at this moment twenty five houses in in various states you know, of, of progress uh, around the island. It tends to change from week to week. Um, where we'll sell a couple, we'll, we'll put one or two more into escrow. Uh, and stuff like that. We I just put one into escrow yesterday. Um, it's on Prospect Street, which is kind of in, in town. Yeah. And uh, it's you know off market. Um, we're buying it for I think three seventy five. I'll probably put about two hundred into it uh, to get it market ready, uh, and then it should sell for about eight fifty to nine hundred. You know when we're done. And we expect that process to take about take about six months. So this will require you know, a couple of complexities that we usually encounter in about every you know deal that we do. Uh, in this case, we're, we need to tie in the sewer line. So we're working with the neighbors to see if we can get their okay to do that uh, into something that they've already got there, which will save us a lot of money. Um, and uh, we're in negotiations right now with neighbors you know, to, to do that. I'm offering to repave the driveway that you know all the neighbors are on it's kind of you know coming apart and i thought i'll just do that at my expense but let me tie into the sewer line now if not then we have to go out and do it out to the out to the street which will cost about three times as much oh. and the other complexity in this one is that this is a two-story house and the upstairs is uh the design the layout of that you know the upstairs is, is uh it just makes no sense at all there's no flow to it you have to walk through one bedroom to get to the other half of the house. So we'll probably have to just gut it uh, and start over. Uh, I'll bring in the designer and we'll lay out the whole thing and do it. So that's why the budget is about 200 grand, whereas a typical flip, it's usually around 100 grand. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say that seems a little, a little up there. I like that you mentioned, um, you know, people talk negotiations, but instead of just saying, that you're gonna, hey, can I hook up to your sewer line that you're offering something that honestly, to to me as a homeowner, having a nice new paved driveway or, or road sounds yeah. way more enticing than the sewer lines. 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, we have to know what the other people want and then come to the table and, and provide that or else we're just doing nothing more than asking, you know, for someone to do us a favor, which they have no, you know, reason. They may have no reason at all to, you know, to do that. So we'll bring something of value to the table and it gives us a little bit better uh, position, right, to negotiate. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I guess I, I would be kind of curious to ask, uh, since you are not only a very avid, obviously 25 pending houses around the island, a very avid house flipper, uh, but also someone who actively teaches, what kind of advice would you give to anyone looking to get into the wholesale fix and flip type game? If there's anything that you could say uh, for, you know, someone who's kind of just doesn't know where to start. Yeah, that, that's a really good question. And it's actually a deeper question than, you know, that, that is, than is on the surface. Because if somebody starts going in the wrong direction, whether they're being led or, or doing it on their own, um, it's going to be really hard for them to, uh, to recover. And uh, I'll give you an example. One of the things that I advocate, you know, for my students is do not start with uh, passive, uh, creating passive income. Um, instead, I, I encourage people to start with the active uh, appreciation type deals, what, what I call wealth creation. All right, so real estate provides wealth creation, but it also provides passive income. Right for you know, which is the, the the ticket for retirement, but it's not going to get you rich. And I think most people who who jump into the game are taught like, well, go passive, you know, start uh, buying properties that'll cash flow in in crappy markets, um, and you know, they could do that, but they're not going to get rich. They'll get their you know three hundred bucks a month uh, with maybe with each property that they get, but they're not going to get wealthy that way. Whereas if, uh, you know, in our market right here, a lot of people don't realize you could flip one house and make a net, that's a pre-tax net of $100,000, which the median household income, David, on this island is about dollars $67,000. Now think yeah. about that for a minute. That's people who are working their butts off for a whole year before taxes, Hit them right, and we're, we're taxed very high, and uh, especially here in Hawaii. Um, and you know, with a, maybe a boss they don't like, a job that they're putting up with, uh, traffic back and forth, um, to make you know sixty-seven thousand a year before taxes. Whereas you, you know, in our business, uh, in the same market, we flip one house, right, one house, and net a hundred thousand you know, a pre-tax net of $100,000. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to be, uh, to be exciting. This is, this is a fact. This is a fact. So a real estate investor who's starting out, who flips only two or three houses a year, is going to be in the top 5% of all income earners. You know, and that's like the, the sledgehammer of logic, you know, crashing on your head. Um, when I first got into this business and made that discovery, one of the biggest things that I scratched my head over was, my goodness, why isn't everybody doing this? You know, yeah. and, and I've since come to learn, you know, the, the reason is that a lot of people are not trigger pullers. A lot of people see their idea of safety is not in the, you know, the entrepreneurial path you know, of taking, you know, taking risk and, you know, getting out there and doing stuff on your own, that could be scary, you know. 
like that's why I mean if everybody if everybody could do this it wouldn't be it wouldn't be so special you know so clearly it, it's you know what we do is not for everybody but you know in, in a market like this so you look at our market here in Honolulu the, the Honolulu Metro which is the the island of Oahu <clears throat> you're um you, you know you do not have to crush it in this market you could you don't have to crush it like like me and, and a couple of others are doing you could just do a, two three a year I mean ask yourself this and for your listeners you know, if you could make $100,000 on a single house flip, how many, you know, deals do you need to do in a year for it to completely change your life? Yeah. I mean, I have uh, doctors that come through, uh, a bunch of them actually, in the past like two years, doctors who have gone, these are medical doctors who have come through my mentor course. You know, um, one of them recently you know, became a friend of mine and told me that, I think I'm going to leave the medical profession to do this full time. And I said, no, wait, don't. We need doctors. <laughs> we need doctors here. Don't do that. Just do it part time. You know, you can double, triple your income just doing it part time. Yeah. But if, if you were a lawyer, I would say, yeah, good. You know, <laughs> we got too many lawyers here. But, oh, uh, you know, it. so as you look at this market, David, you know, this is not a good market for cash flowing properties. No. It's not a good market for that. You know, so people looking for cash flow are going to have a hard time here. They're going to hit a wall pretty quickly. Now, that said, there are exceptions to it. I've got a few properties that are cash flow here, but it's mostly vacation rentals, right? So if you get into some kind of niche like that, okay, you can make it work. If you do something super creative, yes. But for the most part, dollar for dollar, you're not going to do well here trying to cash flow something. You could take that same money and go somewhere else and, and make double or triple which, what you're going to make here. You know, so when people tell me, yeah, I'm, hold, I'm looking for uh, properties that I can rent, I can hold and rent here in, here in Oahu, the first thought that goes through my head is, okay, I think you need to get uh, educated first. Because if, you, you know, if you're planning to do that, this is not the ideal market. And I, I could show you, know, you some, some numbers. In fact, remind me to do that later in the in the podcast, David. Um, give you some example, you know, numbers on on you know exactly that. Um, and you know, but that said, so this may be a crappy market, this local market for for cash flowing. It is an excellent market for wealth creation, and that's what I mean when I said you know wealth creation. Flip a house, make a hundred thousand. Do a development project when you're ready and trading for that. You can make five, eight hundred thousand, you know, on a single project. It'll, it'll, it could take two to three years to do that, but, but still. So this is a great wealth creation market. You talk about, you know, becoming a millionaire. Um, it's not a terribly big, you know, big deal. This is a great way to do it. But so I encourage people again to focus on initially on on the wealth creation. And then when you get more money than you need to live, now take some of that money and use that to invest in your passive uh, and get some cash flow going. Does that make sense? No, that makes awesome sense. I absolutely yeah. love the, I love the way you put the, the answer to why people don't do it. The, a lot of people are not trigger pullers. We hear the analysis paralysis, <laughs> but, but that, yeah, that's all. Right. That, that just says, oh, they're nervous. But the reality is it doesn't necessarily matter if they're nervous. Some people just will never pull the trigger. Right. Yeah, I, I, like I agree. I agree. And it's, you know, I've been doing this 
for 17 years, 240 plus deals. To this day, I still get a little bit of apprehension when I pull the trigger on a deal, you know, to, to this day. So that part doesn't go away. It's not like there is no risk. There, there's always risk in what we do. This is a business. Yep. There are only two outcomes to each project. You're going to make money or you're going to lose money. Right. And it's never pleasant, you know, to, to, to lose, you know, to lose money in, in any type of investing. But it is it, but it is a reality. And, it, it, you know, therefore, it's not for everybody. So it's not a question of fear. The fear is going to be there in any industry, any person who's an entrepreneur who's investing, you know, working seven days a week, putting their own money into their deals. There's always the risk of loss. And that doesn't go away, even in a cool, you know, sexy business that, you know, that we're doing, right? Um, but it, it's, and that's what I mean, it's not forever. Some people are just not going to take that risk. They'd rather stay, you know, in the cubicle and, and find their security there. Um, and then they shouldn't be complaining, though, yeah, <laughs> right? True. You've got the opportunity. As I look at it, you know, one of the things that motivates me is that I realize that we're not here for very long, David. And I think your audience, your military members, have a more keen realization of that, you know, than, than the average population. Is that, you know, we, we you know, in the military, right, we volunteer, and we sometimes three, four times volunteer, and we volunteer to put ourselves in harm's way. And, and uh, you know, so we're not, we're not um, a stranger to taking risks, right? So if you think about that kind of risk, that we, that military men, that the brotherhood that we take or have taken, and you know, in my case in the past, I don't take that risk anymore. But I mean, for heaven's sakes, you guys are, are volunteering to, to put your life on the line. Therefore, to take a risk where the only, the worst possible outcome, the worst case scenario is that, oh, well, okay, we're going to lose money. Yeah. You know, it, it, it should be, uh, a really good um, open gate and a huge opportunity for, for military people who want to become uh, millionaires. So, you know, one more time, I'm a big fan of what you're doing, David. I, I wish that we had somebody like you when, when I was in the military, you know. The closest we had to that was, uh, I remember when I was here at Schofield, or the, I was as a young uh, officer, uh, the richest guy in the battalion was a major who was single, right? No family, nothing to do. And, and he used to read the Wall Street Journal every morning and he would invest in stocks, you know, and good for him. But to me back then, that was such a foreign concept, you know, and when I got out uh, of the military, I was going to use my GI Bill to go to law school. And upon doing further research, I decided not to do that. And, and yeah. to, but, it, but it took me a few years to find my way. And eventually, I stumbled across the idea and learned about real estate investing, right? So what you're doing, David, you are a, a, a potential goldmine for people who have that, that interest because you're, you're a, a gatekeeper, so to speak, where you're able to show them, uh, you know, what, what we do. Because yeah, I wish that I would have found, and I'm not complaining about the way my life unfolded, you know, from getting out of the military to where I am today. But I'll tell you, it would have been cool if I knew somebody like you who was pointing the way back then. Because it would have saved me several years of kind of stumbling around in the dark before I finally, you know, finally found and discovered uh, real estate investing. 
but means a lot. I uh, that's kind of my hope. I, I my first few years in the Marine Corps, I made all the normal mistakes: the the Harley, yeah. the cars, the guns. The guns. <laughs> uh, um, I, I invested in the TSP, the the military's Roth four hundred one k, but I never okay. moved the funds out of the super safe account and so i i gained like two percent interest while all the other accounts were gaining 20 percent interest and um and the other thing you mentioned uh you know if the if your biggest risk is losing money that's really not that big a risk but the other thing that i always try to bring up to my service members is especially the young ones is if you're 20 years old and you make the worst financial decision investment it just goes absolutely south and you lose everything you still have a career bringing you yes. a solid yeah. paycheck and you're right. going to bounce back. You have time on your side. Yes. Yeah. And you know, failure in our business is like I said, you look at the worst case, you analyze risk, which is another thing I learned in the, in the military. It, there was a point where I was a plans officer uh, for a, a, a brigade. And my job was to always have a B plan uh, in, in the tactical scenario. So if the enemy moved into this valley, I would have a plan. And that was my job. I would be in the, in the operation center a few miles behind you know, enemy lines. And uh, I, I, my job was just to write plans. If they did this, here's what we do. If they go this way, oh, okay, well, here's what we do then. We redeploy in this way, right? And uh, you know, there were times where the colonel would come back to me and say, okay, they just did this. And I would say, here, Colonel, take this, run with it, go. And I'll start calling the battalions and helping them deploy. Um, but it drilled into me the, thought, the concept of always having a B plan, you know, for, for everything. But, you know, and as we analyze risk, you think you start with, okay, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen here? Right. And in the military, it's, you know, it's, it's grit, right? It's we're looking at not only you know, your lives are on the line, uh, but, uh, you know, for that of all your comrades, too, not just, not just ourselves. Uh, whereas here, it's, it's nothing. It's a walk in the park. You, you lose money, the worst case. And, and money is a renewable resource, unlike time. And that's why time is always more important than money, your time. You know, my time is more important than the money itself. Money is renewable, but the time is not. You know, and one of the ways that I like to illustrate that uh, is imagine a, an hourglass, okay, right in front of you. Let's say a large hourglass where, you know, you've got the sand in the upper cylinder that is slowly dropping down into the bottom cylinder, right? Now hold that, hold that thought, that image in your mind. And let's say that we're going to take a cloth and we're going to cover up and hide the top cylinder. So you can't see the top. So all you can see is the bottom cylinder, right, with the sand falling down into that. Does that make sense? Are you with me? Absolutely. Okay. Now, and, and that is it. That's us. That's our lives, right? You've got sand falling down. We know at some point it's going to stop and it's over. But we don't know when that's going to be. It could be tomorrow. It could be this afternoon. It could be in 20 years from now, you know, 40, 50, 60 years from now, right? So if, and I think if you think of it that way, right, we all have our 80 years plus or minus, right, the, the human lifespan. Uh, and that time, once you spend it, you can never get it back. You know, so I think is, uh, you know, as we look at ourselves in the mirror each morning, 
you know, and ask ourselves, what can I do to make the biggest impact today? You know, that's, that's huge. I had never heard that hourglass analogy before. And that's amazing. I really, really, yeah. really like that concept. I, I want to get a graphic of that where I can show it like on a slide or something like that, where it just fall and we could, you know, just to really help people give that, uh, get that visual visualization for people. Because I, I think it's very, uh, it's very real. Yeah, I, uh, I would be interested in, I bet you, I have a friend. I, I'll see what I can do. I might be able to get okay. a graphic. All right. Cool, cool. That's... Uh, yeah, I think it's a powerful reminder of how important, you know, our time is and that it's going to end. We can't get it back once we spend it. But money is completely different. And, and I think, you know, money, we can always make it back. And we want to get to a point where we're not, we're no longer working to make money you know, where it's coming in, you know, automatically. And, and one of the great things about real estate is, is you analyze all of the different business opportunities that are out there for entrepreneurs. Real estate is amazing in that, number one, it can make people wealthy. Yeah. Whatever economic strata they are in right now, whether it's, you know, middle class, working class, even poverty. I, I've trained a couple of homeless people. Uh, they can get to where they could become, get up in the top 10% or higher of all income earners through real estate, the wealth creation portion of it. And then when it comes time to get, you know, for the passive income, right, money flow without, without us working at all, again, there's no better place than real estate, you know, to do that. Yeah. Right. You do that through holding rental portfolios or, or even through, through private lending, which is becoming more and more popular um, to get the, you know, to get that passive income. So real estate is, is almost like it, it can provide everything that we need. So it is. It, and, you know, another thing about it is that whatever happens in the world, politically or economically, people will always need a place to live. Right. And once, you know, as an investor, you've had the opportunity to go through up markets and down markets and go through a couple of cycles, you'll see and get more confidence that uh, even in a down market, which we're already starting to see some of these more hot markets in the country are starting to turn already. Yeah. Uh, it's still a good opportunity. We simply shift our strategy and we do more acquisitions. Right. It's easier to buy stuff, you know, at that point. It's all, so, it's all on sale. Yeah. So, so you know, the yeah. key to bridging all that is education. And that's what you're involved in. That's what I'm in. That's what I'm committed to. You and I are both committed to that, you know, to, to you know, that education. Um, one of the common questions I get, David, from people who are kind of poking around, kicking the tires and wondering about real estate investing <laughs> is, uh, you know, well, how much money do I need? I can't afford it. You know, the median oh, price of a single huge. family home. It's a big thing, right? That's the, the number median, one question or, or excuse. I hear you. And, and I hear that a lot too. And, and uh, it, you know, it, when the median price of a home is about $800,000, it's intimidating for people. <laughs> so I get a lot of people who won't cross over and, and take a shot in, in real estate investing because they have convinced themselves that, well, it's just too expensive. You just can't do it. Um, but the thing is, is that you don't need money. You don't need to have money to do it. You need to have the, the uh, financial intelligence. You need to have the know-how. And once you get that, no one can ever take that away from you, right? 
you can create a fortune, you can lose a fortune, but no one could ever take away your financial intelligence. And that's why you know, the education piece is so uh, critical, critical, it's vital. You know, you can, because you can, once you know what to do, once you know the strategies, you'll, you'll be surprised that you know, people will step up and invest in your projects. There are people out there looking to deploy funds into your house flips. You know, I have for quite a while now, uh, I have a waiting list of, of people who want to invest in, in, my, in my house flips. You know, where I have to tell them, sorry, I don't have anything right now, but you know, I'll, I'll get back, just hold on. It may be a, a few weeks or maybe a few, you know, a week or so, or maybe a few weeks. But, and given the but, amount of the volume of deals that you do, that's huge. It's not, it's not you have a waiting list because you only have one deal. <laughs> you have a waiting yeah. list, you're doing a ton. Um, yeah, and I put my money, a lot of my money I put into, I just reinvest into my, into my company. But still, that said, a lot of my deals, I don't have a dime of my own money invested. You know, so yeah. think about your ROI. What's your return? Infinite. Your ROI when, when you have zero in. Uh, zero money in, and in, in, you know, four months, five months, we make, boom, $80,000, $100,000 profit. What's your ROI? You said it. It's, it's infinite. Yeah. You know, but what, what are we leveraging in that case? OPM, yes, other people's money, but we're also leveraging our financial intelligence. And that is irreplaceable. Yeah, so I, and I, I always tell people that. I, I kind of started, a, I, I guess you could say a coaching program. I started like a, I'm running a trial, trial run for a coaching program. And uh, nice. one, of, one of the people I was talking to the other day, so I mentioned, long story short, there's this gentleman who owns three, 400 rental properties in my town. And he has not really been keeping up with everything. And he, he went, he filed bankruptcy. It got denied. Um, and, and there's some other extenuating circumstances, but I mean, long story short, he's mm -hmm. people are knocking on the door for, for foreclosure for a large amount of properties, uh, right. apartment complexes, everything. And so I sent a letter to him, you know, Hey, uh, I don't know what your situation is, but if you need to sell or finance out subject to whatever I can do to help, let me know. And one of my, one of my buddies was like, yeah. well, how are you going to be able to afford if he comes back? I'm like, well, if he comes back, given his situation, finding people to help with the affording isn't hard. It's just right. finding the good deal. And if you can find right. a good deal, no matter the market, no matter, finding people is not that hard. Yes. Finding money, people want to invest in good deals. Right. That's a, that's a really good point. I, 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 I like to say that as a real estate investor, whether it's day one, you're just starting, or whether you're, you know, you're a seasoned veteran that's been doing this for years, a multimillionaire, we have two priorities and only two priorities, and that's finding deals and funding deals. And of the two of them, <clears throat> the one that's more important is, okay, the one that you need to get. <laughs> you may have one and not the other, right? But uh, you know, when you find a good deal, there's always people who will step up and be willing to invest. There's a lot of money looking for, for us, looking for us to find good deals, you know, in the, in the market right now. And that's actually increased over the past few years. Um, we've seen the rates, of, for instance, of hard money that used to be like 18% are now down to like 7 and 8%, right? And that's a sign of the times. There is a lot of money. There's a lot of people out there looking to place money into our deals. So therefore, it's finding the deal. And, and finding deals, right, are two priorities, finding deals and funding deals. Finding deals is, is really the genesis of wealth creation. 
you know, and if you become good at that, you will get rich. Despite, even if you're, even if you're, you suck at everything else, right? <laughs> if, if you're, if you're good at finding deals and funding deals, you don't really have to be good at anything else. You know, you're, uh, you could suck at everything else and you're, you're still going to be fine. That's, that's how powerful uh, it, it is. That's how powerful it is. Absolutely. <clears throat> I, I'm gonna write that down. If you're good at finding deals, you will get rich. That's you will get rich in, in spite of yourself. You know, you can do a goofball <laughs> on other things. You'll still you're still gonna get rich. And you know, you might have fun doing it. Like I, I talked about, Jin and I, Jin and I will drive around town looking at houses, sending postcards, and we have the time of our life. And I tell people that because you know, driving for dollars, knocking on doors, is not the most fun thing in the world, right? Cold calls, nobody likes any of that. But if you yeah. find a buddy who's on the same page and you can turn it into like a contest, yes. we will drive around in circles, banging on doors and knocking on doors and sending postcards and taking pictures with people in front of their house and whatever. Right. Just have so much fun. Yes. And, and, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes you find stuff that works out. Sometimes you don't, you know, we've both uh, done a little bit of wholesaling out here and been able to move, move the money back into passive investments or reinvest in, you know, a camera for, for YouTube or whatever. <laughs> Um, right. but it's fun. And that's the part that I, I mean, I, I just, enjoy. yeah, good, good for you. And you can make it fun it, with just a little bit of creativity. I mean, in my earlier days, uh, in driving for dollar, I used to like take my wife with me or, or, or I take my, my oldest boy with me who at the time was, uh, or he might've been like 10, 12 years old. And I remember we would do it together. So we were getting good where, uh, my car had a sunroof and he was big enough where he could stand up as I drove by and pulled over in the sunroof, you know, through the sunroof and snap the picture of each <laughs> ugly house, you know, while I would, you know, get the address. And uh, we, we, you know, had a great time doing it. It was some good bonding. Uh, my wife got excited about it uh, after I took her a couple times and she then started doing it with her friends. You know, oh, they would awesome. get to Starbucks, they would go out, they would talk story, <laughs> but, and they would do it. And, you know, so it's, it could be a social bonding event too. It just takes a little bit of, you know, creativity. And yeah. You can make, a, make it, you know, something that might otherwise seem mundane. Um, it, it could be fun. And good, good that you're doing that. Yeah, it's fun. And then, like you said, one house and it just replaced your entire income for the year potentially. So it's right, uh, right. Pretty, pretty good return on your time. Depending, and then as you get bigger and you're able to leverage that and outsource that and there's all kinds of things, but we could get into the nitty gritty, but, uh, yeah. you know, eventually I'm not going to be able to talk to you for three hours today. So eventually I'm going to have to, uh, ask some questions. So I guess one that I would like to ask, um, you know, is if you could give advice to like an 18, 19, 20 year old, uh, as far as, you know, you only have a few moments and they're just, whether it's financial or life advice, what, what would you say? What would you like to tell yourself back then? I, well, I, I guess I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I, my only thing I would change looking at my exit from the military and going in for that next career. Uh, the only thing I would change knowing what I know now is I would have gotten started in real estate investing a lot sooner. And I would have started the education process. And, you know, at that time, there really wasn't, uh, you know, really forums to do that. You didn't have some of these good forums like Bigger Pockets. You didn't have uh, this, 
now we have a proliferation of all these TV shows, you know, uh, flipping uh, on flipping houses. Um, it wasn't, a, you know, a big deal back then. It would have been a great time to just get in and crush it a lot faster uh, had I just known what to do or had somebody show me the way. So I am, um, which is you know, one of the reasons, uh, you know, what you're doing, David, with your program of uh, from military to millionaire fills an important need. Uh, what I'm trying to do with my Honolulu mentor uh, mentor program is filling that important need, um, and you know, in in doing it in in uh, such a way that it doesn't cost an arm and a leg. It doesn't have to. I don't need to make a lot of money from my training program because I'm a I'm a very successful you know real estate investor that pays me you know more than enough. So um, getting, my advice would be get an early start. Take a good look at real estate investing. And, and if it's not for you, fine, then move on you know, to something else. But it, it could change everything else. If real estate investing is something for you, it could change everything else. You may decide not to go to college, not to get the degree because you don't, you know, you don't need, I was just reading something uh, this week and I think it was in the Wall Street Journal that, um, or it might have been Forbes magazine, but that most billionaires, something like 65% of all billionaires do not even have a, a college degree. You know, so if you, if you latch on to a really good, you know, business, and I'm not talking about something goofy like multi-level marketing or something mm. like that. I'm talking about a legitimate, a real business that could no shit make you wealthy in, in a, just a few short years. Real estate investing, um, other things could fall by the wayside. Yeah, you don't you don't need to check the box. You don't need to find it. You know, for women, uh, real estate investing is great because it, there's no glass ceiling that you find in, in certain industries. Uh, women rock in in real estate investing in certain aspects of what we do. They they tend to be better than than the guys. You know. Um, so I guess that would be my advice uh, to everybody. You want to be an entrepreneur, take a look at real estate investing first. And, and if you pass on that, fine, then go start looking at other stuff too. But that should be your first stop because it is a true uh, you know, vanquisher of, 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 of the lower income you know, strata that, or, or even the middle class that a lot of people uh, are stuck in. I mean, it, it is not good to be in the middle class. No. You're, you're on a, 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 an iceberg that's melting from both ends in the middle <laughs> class. You know, you're, you're getting, you know, pounded from both sides with taxation hits the middle class harder. Um, you know, middle class is shrinking in a lot of places. People are either getting wealthy or they're not. They're becoming dependents, you know, on, on government services. And Hawaii is a good microcosm of that too, you know, so... Um, you know, like I said earlier at the start of this, of this podcast that, you know, we have a median household income of, of about $67,000 and, you know, I couldn't go back into the workforce and take a, a W-2 job again. You know, I, I would laugh when yeah. they said, as soon as I asked the question, well, what's the salary? I would have to bite my tongue. Like, really? You mean a whole freaking year to make, to make 80000 uh, I could make that in a, a single house flip, you know, yeah. so I'm kind of spoiled in that sense. But, um, and so I would advise people coming into this or considering this, people who are leaving the military, is to, you know, check it out. 
check it out. It may not be for you, but it might be for you. And, and if it is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a life changer, not only for you, but for the people around you. You know, um, I have a lot of followers just because I post before and after pictures. People get excited over that stuff. You know, so people true. love Right. Yeah. You know, people love watching all of these house, these, you know, silly house flipping shows um, because, you know, this is uh, a business that if you're good at it, it's going to be a game changer for you. It's going to change your life. It's changed mine. It's changed the lives of many of my students. You know, a handful of them who you've met in, uh, you know, who you know, David, um, it, it is truly a game changer. Yeah. God, God bless America. <laughs> God bless real estate investing, you know, yeah. where we, where we can do something like and, that. You know? And you know, the other really cool thing about the entrepreneur, so entrepreneurship is, I guess not historically, but it, it's lonely, right? People talk about, like, you hear all these entrepreneurs talk about how lonely they were building their business and how they got to be like, real estate's not like that. It is like, it does not matter what your niche is if you are in real estate and you're doing your own entrepreneurial thing, you will hit it off with like everybody else in real estate investing. That's why these meetups yeah. are so fun. Cause everybody's just, yeah. it's, it's like a big reunion of people, even if you've never met. And I, I love right, that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's nice to network with like-minded people. Um, you know, there, there's a, a synchronization there. That's it's, it's, it's in a way it's hard. It's hard to explain, you know, but, um, but it's good to be around people who, who kind of think, uh, who kind of think alike, you know? Yeah. I would, I would be curious to ask, since you run probably the best meetup I've been to, what do you think makes a good meetup? Like what, uh, what makes, what, what is it that you do that makes yours so much fun? Cause I, I enjoy hosting one, but it's not nearly as good as yours. <laughs> thank, thank you. Um, uh, I, well, one of the things you, you might know that I did differently um, is I wanted to appeal to a niche of actual investors. Um, most of uh, and the advice I would give to people seeking is, is uh, do, do some research. Um, there are too many groups, unfortunately, out there where there, there's a lot of talk going on, but there's not actually a lot of people that are, you know, they're actually doing stuff. And when I was forming this group, REI Mastermind, about uh, six years ago, um, I sat down with a friend of mine who's, who's also a top He's a top investor, wealthy guy. Uh, and he said something. I asked him, hey, you want to be part of this with me? And he said something that really impacted me and, and uh, would impact how I, what I did with this group. And he said, you know, Michael, if you're the smartest guy in the room, what you really need to do is find another room so you can learn too. You know, so you can learn too. And, and, I'm, and he said, you know, I, I, I give a lot and I love giving, but I, I want a group where I can learn something too, where I will grow also. And that impacted me too. And um, a lot of the groups that you're going to find are, are just a group of beginners. It's the, the, one, the one I am leading the blind. Um, and, and there's a danger, I think, because they'll adopt a certain strategy or two, or they'll promote certain strategies uh, that are just not on track with what is really, what really works here. So when we formed an REI mastermind, we said, well, look, why don't we just set up and set a group where it's not for, you know, for people who've never done a deal, not for the wannabes. This is, this will be a group that appeals to people who, uh, who have already done 
at least one deal, right? And, and where we can all come, we can put deals together, we can learn from each other, even if, they're, if it's, they did one deal and they lost money, hey, there's still something we can learn. I'm sure there are some good, you know, valuable takeaways you know, from that deal where the person lost money that they, that they could share, right? So that is, you know, that is why uh, I think, you know, this group is successful is because it appeals. If you are an experienced investor and you're, and, and all you had, this is, this was the situation for the experienced guys. Uh, the only thing available there, there were a couple of groups around, but they, they were all, you know, people who didn't know anything. You know, so um, fine to attend once in a while um, and give back, right? Um, but th those investors are not really learning anything, you know, from other investors, right? So we get a lot of comments from people who say, hey, look, okay, I see what you're doing. I haven't done a deal yet, but I want to learn. And I'm smart enough to figure out that some of these other groups, these other RIA groups, they're just, you know, a, a well-crafted uh, sales funnel. Uh, you know, where I go in, they're going to sell me stuff, they're going to, you know, or get me involved in something that is not really going to help me as an investor. Um, you know, and so what I would, another piece of advice I would give to someone who's just starting out is find uh, an, an, a real investor, someone who's actually doing deals in, in your local market uh, and get them, see if you can get them to take you under their wing. And I, I do that on, on occasion uh, where I'll set up, uh, where we'll have uh, internships available. Um, and it, it, there's such a demand for that uh, to the point where I, I can't just take in an intern. It's usually when we have an open position, we'll get a bunch of people who apply. And so it, it, it becomes competitive where we end up you know, taking the people who are the most motivated or, or show the most potential, right? But your, my advice would be find something of value that you can offer to that investor. You don't, don't just go in and say, you know, help me, help me, you know, teach me, teach me, they, without offering anything in return. Now, if, if you do do that, yeah, you may eventually find someone who's willing because uh, they like you or see something in you. But uh, much better, your chances are much better uh, to get an experienced investor to take you under their wing if you can come and offer and bring something you know, to the table that they that they need and it's not terribly it's not terribly difficult no you can help them help them do some marketing help them uh chronicle one of their house lists by taking uh you know snapshots and then making you know videos for them or you know i mean there's a lot of things that you can do you don't without being an experienced investor where you yeah. can come and help an experienced investor and get them to you know take you under their wing and then you learn from them which is way absolutely more, way absolutely more. awesome yeah. Awesome. Well, Michael, uh, let's see. One of the last few questions here. Uh, what makes the Michael Mazzella method of investing unique or successful? I, <laughs> I never know what I'm going to get with that one, so I like asking it. That's a good. It's a. It's a very good question, and I think uh, when somebody wants to learn, that should be uh, the first question that they ask. You know, um, it, it's and, and the answer to your question is is that it it works. It works in this market. Um, the blueprint that I give to my students, you know, there, there are a lot of the, if you look at who are the top investors uh, in this market right now, and, and a good bunch of them are graduates of my, of my mentor courses, what I, you know, yeah. what I do. Uh, I don't teach, I mean, there's so much information out there. 
and, and it's hard to discern what's valuable, what is, uh, you know, what is um, baloney that doesn't work or what's just a marginal strategy. And, you know, it doesn't have to even be a bad strategy. If the strategy is just off center, just a little bit, that is enough to take you off course and, and you're not going to be successful. So, you know, I used to be a national mentor for the Rich Dad Company, Wealth Intelligence Academy. And uh, I, I learned, I went to teach, but I actually learned so much from some of the best and brightest other mentors, who a lot of whom are still my friends. Um, and, you know, there's, there's so much to learn. There's so much information out there. And, but over the years, I was able to, to refine, uh, filter out that information and, and refine what really works in, in, you know, in our local market. And, and that's why, you know, my, my graduates are actually doing very well, you know, here too. So. Yeah, no, they definitely are. I've run into quite a few of them and, uh, I have yet to meet somebody that I have not been impressed by who's been through your course. So, uh, in fact, I myself have looked into coming through your program and I'm, not going to say that I won't do it here in the near future. We shall see. Uh, I think I've been off island more than I know what to do with here lately. So I haven't really been around, but um, yeah. I fully intend I to. Uh, all right. So let's see. Uh, I always like to ask this what is one resource, you know, book, course, website? And you know, I see that you've got your book back there. So uh, if you want to plug your book, feel free. But uh, what is one resource you would recommend to anyone getting started in real estate? Or, or in investing in, in general? I, uh, just yesterday, uh, I have a friend that I've known for many, many years, but she lives in Japan. And you know, she comes here from time to time and she's always, she loves to shadow me when she's here. And uh, you know, I wanna see a day in the life of a real estate investor. Um, she asked me, what can I do? I wanna start right now, Michael, but I'm in Japan. I can't attend your course. I, you know, I can't come here and stay here to attend your course. What, um, what can I do? And I, I advised, this was just yesterday. I told her, get on biggerpockets.com and just start learning, start listening to some of the podcasts. Now it's not uh, every one of them. They're not a hundred percent all good, but most of them are. And I think the, uh, the, the ratio of good information to more the marginal stuff, that I talked about is, is very good on, on, on bigger pockets. So by and large, it, there, it's, it's a great way uh, for somebody to learn on the go. Um, and so that would be my, my advice. For somebody who cannot take my course, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna guarantee your, your success. If you unfold my, you know, if you stick to the blueprint that I give you, I'll, I'll guarantee your success. But short of that, for someone who can't, you know, afford to take my course or for one reason or another cannot, I would tell them, get on bigger pockets, learn all you can uh, from there. And, and sometimes that's enough, you know, for some people, the real trigger pullers, you know, uh, are, are sometimes able to just read a good book, listen to a few podcasts and, and start executing. Most people cannot, most people, and that's where the mentorship comes in where I'm looking over them, I'm, you know, we send out, in my course, on the second day, we send out offers. We're contacting owners of off-market properties. People would not do that uh, on their own, but they're doing it, you know, right? I make them do all the stuff that they need to do um, uh, to, to be successful. And, and not just learning about, but actually doing it. Because I know, as a trainer, I know that if they just sat through my course and took notes, during the entire intensive, 
uh, and just took notes with the plan, well, I'll, I'll execute starting next week. Most of them will, will fail. Yeah. Most of them will, if they wait, like this, three days or four days, they will fail. Okay. They, so we start executing on the second day of the course. Sometimes they're, they're sending out offers. I haven't even taught them how to analyze deals yet. <laughs> and they say, what do I say? Well, good. You're, if you're a little scared, then good. You're in the right place. That means you're growing right now. But don't worry. I got your back. I still have the rest of the week to teach you and fill in all the pukas, all the holes in your yeah. knowledge. You know, at this point, action is more important than knowledge. I got your back on the knowledge. I, I've got time to teach you all of that stuff in the course. But for right now, we're getting offers out on the street, a whole bunch of them, you know. Yeah. And we, awesome. and we go from there. So that's huge. I love it. All right. So yeah. I think we're going to have to uh, wrap this up. But Michael, uh, where can people get a hold of you? I know we've talked about your course, but where's the best way for people to reach you? Uh, I'm, I'm very reachable through Facebook. Um, I have a, I have a personal page, which is mostly posts about my family, but um, I have a business page and it's called Michael Mazella's page <laughs> on Facebook. And that's where I post, uh, and, and I meet a lot of people that way. Michael Mazella's page on Facebook, and I think it's uh, Hawaii House Flipper. So facebook.com slash Hawaii House Flipper, I believe. But you could just search me, search my name, Michael Mazella, two Zs and two Ls, and uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, just search Honolulu Mentor, and you'll find my, my Instagram post there and we can communicate that way too awesome michael i really 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 appreciate you uh taking some time out of your what's really cool is that this is the first time i filmed a podcast other than the time there was someone in my living room uh where i've been in the same time zone i've been able to say thank you for <laughs> meeting with me on your lunch break normally it's like four o'clock in the morning over here right. i'm bored with someone on their lunch break so uh yeah, that's really, nice. yeah, this has been amazing and i know that our listeners are going to get some some just huge amount of content out of this well thank you david for having me again i love what you're doing if you you know if you want me to come back sometime and, and talk about a specific topic or teach something i'm happy to do it because i'm a big fan of what you're doing david i wish Someone did that for me when, uh, when I was in the military. So, um, yeah, uh, anything I could do to help out, David, I'm there. Awesome. I really appreciate that, Michael. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks for having me. Aloha. Aloha. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit militarytomillionaire.com slash podcast. Subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we would love for you to rate the show, give us a review on iTunes, now get out there and take action.